to the Hog in the Mic podcast. I am your host, Will Colossa, and um, we are here with uh, Miss Murawski. Um, she was my junior high teacher at Mary Immaculate School um, in seventh and eighth grade. So, Miss um, Murawski went. She went to uh, MIS or Mary Immaculate. That's how I will be abbreviating it. Um, and she has been working there for I don't know how many years. 15 years, 15 years. Um, so yeah, she's, you know, truly a Mary Immaculate Mustang to the bone. Um, so I will kind of let her introduce herself a little bit further, let her fill in the cracks. Um, so go ahead. Um, my name is Kimberly Morowski. I have been at Mary Immaculate 15 years. I went to Mary Immaculate for kindergarten through eighth grade. And then, um, right after I got out of college at AM, I went straight to teaching at Mary Immaculate. My first year I taught in fifth grade, then sixth grade, and then I was in have been in junior high ever since. Um, yeah, I got to teach Will in seventh and eighth grade and had him um, obviously in class, but also in student council and things. So really enjoyed getting him in the years that he was there. Awesome. Um, okay, so that was actually one of the things that I wanted to talk about that you touched on for a second there was uh, with student council. Um, how... How long was that? Because that was a, I, I thought maybe I'm wrong, but I thought that was like a fairly new, like student council wasn't around for too long before I was part of that. Is that true? Right. That's true. Because okay. I I started it. I don't remember when. Okay. I thought um, so. But not, not too long before you were in it for sure. Why do you feel like you, like, did you feel like there's a need for a student voice within the school? Or was that just kind of something like, I think this would be nice to you know, get their input or did you feel like there's a big need for it or was it just a kind of an offhand idea? Honestly, the principal came to me and uh, he said, I think we should have a student council. And he said, will you start it? So that's, that's pretty much how that happened. And gotcha. I was happy to do it because I like doing stuff with um, extra things with the kids and such. So it wasn't a hard thing to say no to. I had no idea what I was doing when I was first starting because I was still a fairly new teacher and was just trying to figure things out. But um but I, yeah, I, I, yeah, it was because he, he asked me to do it. So I was like, all right, sure. And and there we were. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> so um, I guess I remember student council mostly. Well, the, the big thing was student council was um, someone in charge of setting up the, uh, the dances in the fall. Mm -hmm. There are two, right? One in the fall, one in the spring. Right. Okay. Have there been any other um, areas that student council now has kind of taken over or or created organically? Um, yeah, each year the the group kind of does different things. This year the, the the student council has actually done quite a few things. They um, a couple of years ago, uh, father wanted a trunk or treat at the school, and so student council took that on. So we've done that for a few years, okay. or at least two years. Um, the student council last year, I think, decided they wanted to get more involved with um, pre-K and kinder. It might have been a couple years ago. And so during their advisory or recess time, they go and read with the pre-K and the kinder classes. Um, they did this year. We did a like buster week. Sister wanted to do something to get kids to stop using filler words. And so oh, sure. we, they did a, a music video and they made posters and did all sorts of things to to help with that. Um, 
they help in some years they've helped with service projects and things. Um, but the dances are definitely one of the bigger events that they do each year. Okay. Okay. Very cool. And then, yeah, the other big event that I know we went through was uh, the creation of the mascot for mm -hmm. MIS um, with uh, we, we were putting the poll together to see of the three names, which one that the students liked best. And it was Flash Stampede, I think was the second one. Yeah. And Moses. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if this was 2016 or 17. I think it was 2016. I don't remember. No, I think it was my eighth grade year. But I don't know if you know this, but I came up with the name Moses. And at the time, you know, being 13 or 14 years old or however I was, that strictly came from a YouTuber that I watched and his NBA 2K uh, series. It was like, it, it was looking back, I think it's so funny that that was an option. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just, I thought I would share that because that should have been shot down immediately, but somehow <laughs> it made it to the final ballot. So, yeah, <laughs> um, Cool. So, um, like I said, and you said as well, you uh, went to Mary Immaculate for kinder through eighth grade. Mm -hmm. um, was there something about your time there that um, made it to where as soon as you got out of college, you wanted to go back and teach? I don't know if it was that I definitely wanted to go back there and teach. I, I definitely have, like, I, I love the place. It's such a great place. I mean, I obviously being there for nine years, I made um, it was such a family when I was there. And it's not even that I hang out with many people from when I went to there, but it was just, it was what I needed at the time. Um, I had some years when I was in school that, I mean, I lost a sister while I was at school and you just had the support and the community and all of those things that were always there. Um, you know, it's, it felt like a good place to come home to. When I graduated college, well, I, my master's, my, um, in 2009, and I knew I needed a job. So I, my first interview I got was with, my mom was still subbing at Mary Mac. And I think she forced the principal maybe to uh, look at my application. But anyway, Miss um, Russell at the time, she she had me in and I, I interviewed with her. And um, I also interviewed with a public school. Like, so I was kind of, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, but then when Mary Macchio was the first one that offered a job, it was it was an easy yes. I knew that that would be a good place for me. Um, so, you know, it's, yeah. So it, it wasn't a definite when I came out of, but I knew it was a place that I would be interested in looking at for sure. Very cool. Um, so I guess to kind of zoom out a little bit more, what do you, I don't know how to say this without, like, what do you like about teaching? Because whenever anyone asks, you know, like when I was younger and they're like, well, do you want to be a teacher? Like, that was like one of the first things where I was like, no, I, that just, especially younger kids, like, I know, you know, seventh and eighth grade is the oldest of the bunch there, but like, what is, what do you like about teaching? There's got to be something that I'm not seeing, right? I, I actually wanted to be a teacher for as long as I can remember. <laughs> So I remember weirdly, because I don't have a lot of memories when I was real little, but I remember in first grade looking up at Mrs. Baldocki, who was my teacher at the time, and being like, man, I want to do that. Um, apparently, I had some moments where I thought librarian. So I don't know. That, that's my siblings tell me that. I don't remember that. But I, I kind of always wanted to be a teacher. So I think we played school at home a lot, that kind of thing. So yeah. um, 
my mom was a teacher. So it's, it was what I knew. It was what I saw. Gotcha. Um, my dad was disappointed because he was an engineer and I loved math. So he thought that should be my route, but it's yeah. not what I chose. Um, <laughs> but teaching really is, it's hard. It's, it's definitely, and man, COVID and all of that made it, you know, so much harder, but it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely challenging, but getting to hang out with, and most people, a lot of people would think it's crazy, but getting to hang out with middle school or schoolers all day, um, and getting to have conversations with kids and, and help them, you know, when, when you're teaching math, which is unfortunately not everybody's favorite subject, um, you get kids that are like, oh, I get it now. And, and they like are really learning and growing and figuring things out and maybe not hating it as much after being in my class. Um, it makes it feel like it's worth it. So it's, yeah, it's definitely brings about its challenges. Years are better than others. There's definitely been moments that I'm like, oh, is this really what I want to do for the rest of my life? But those moments are not near as many as the moments that I'm really glad that I'm doing what I'm doing. Gotcha. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so like you said, you know, you're, you're constantly with, you're around these kids for so many hours a day and hours a week. Um, and I think that connection that you are able to make um, is abundantly clear. Is that something that you are consciously making an effort to, to, you know, to make that connection? Or are you more focused on, you know, making sure that they're learning the content and um, you, you know, you've just kind of been blessed to have that connection um, passively created? Um, I think there's some of both. I think that having conversations with kids and such is what makes the job more enjoyable, right? So I could just go in and teach and just do that and not um, work on building relationships and such. Uh, but that just wouldn't, it wouldn't be natural or anything like that. But also there is definitely tension behind it because if you can't connect with the kids, then especially with math being such a topic that not many kids love, um, if you can't connect with the kids, you can't get them to buy in. And if you can get kids to want to come to your class, even if it's not what they want to learn, they might pay attention a little more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely intentional. I mean, I go to kids games on the weekends. I do things like that because I want them to know that. I care more about just than their grades. And I think that's mm-hmm. important. And I think, I mean, it helps that parents see that too, that they know if I have to send home that email that their kid's not doing well, it's not coming from a place of, I'm just disappointing your kid. It's, I care about your kid. I want them to be better. Yeah. I want them to be successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, that was another thing that I remembered um, from being a student was seeing you at a lot of the you know, basketball games, volleyball games, uh, baseball games, everything, um, how much of that, I, okay, I guess, are you doing that mostly just to, you know, like you said, show that, like, you care about these kids outside of the classroom, or I guess how much of that is, you know, I just want to see a, a volleyball game today, because I know you were, you coach volleyball, um, mm-hmm. and do you, are you still coaching in volleyball as well? I didn't this year, this is the first year I didn't okay. think need to coach this year but i have coached every other year so okay gotcha yeah um because you are a big sports fan i know uh, I am, at least yeah. before you would always go to opening day for the rangers correct yes haven't You're done still... that since covid unfortunately ah, but okay yeah very cool yeah very cool. i i do i love going to the games that is something that i really do enjoy mm-hmm. however i could go to a lot of different sporting events i choose to go to the kids events yeah um so sorry i have that you might be able to hear um no problem 
but they, yeah, I love going to the sporting events. Um, but I like it because I, I do enjoy seeing the kids. Um, mm-hmm. I would, I could go to the Rangers games. I could go to Mavericks games, but I choose to go to their games. Yeah. So they, you know, it's across the street. It's easy to go to, but um, yeah, to just do sporting events. So if kids are in shows and things like that, I've definitely been to um, other things than just sports. Yeah. But I also love that too. I'm mm-hmm. a person to that kind of thing. So kids that are in other things are, that's fun for me too. Yeah. Do you have an all time favorite Mary Immaculate athlete that you enjoyed watching? Well, of course, Will Colossa. I mean, I, I, that, that wasn't even what I was going for, but I'll take it. <laughs> I mean, there's I'll... lots of ones that have been entertaining for many different reasons, for sure. Yeah. I, I will say personally, I loved watching Caden Kinnanen on Henry's team. Yes. He was incredible. Mm-hmm. And also, Agreed. Jacqueline Silva. I don't know if I ever told you this, but I kept her stats one year <laughs> when I, she was yes. destroying the league. Yes. That was very fun. Oh, yes. I, and yeah. both great kids, too, which was which was a bonus. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay, so you said you've been teaching for 15 years now. Yes. Um, what is the biggest change in teaching that you've seen? Um, obviously, like you said, you've been, uh, we are in 2024. So if we go back 15 years, um, that would be 2009 was when you started. Yes. Um, we've gone through the uh, COVID-19 pandemic, that was probably a big shift. So mm-hmm. um, I'm guessing that that is probably the biggest change in teaching. Um, but any other you know, major changes that you've noticed over the years? Well, uh, probably one of the most challenging things is um, not, I mean, and they have 15 years ago, but it's gotten more and more. The kids on social media with phones and things mm-hmm. like that, that's just become... It, it brings more struggles in the classroom, whether that means that they're expecting things to move faster because when you're always looking at, you know, screens and things like that, that things are entertaining all the time. Um, or it's just dealing with more emotions from the kids because you can't ever get away from everybody because you're always connected. Um, and then, you know, you just, your involvement has changed too over the years, both good and bad. You know, you have um, just different different expectations of the kids, different expectations of the parents. But I think a lot of it is, you know, the the attachment to phones and such mm. has definitely shifted that a little bit in some positive ways th- too, because there's some things that they can do and you can expect them to um, be able to get information quicker, things like that. Um, you know, no kid can say, oh, I can't, like I do, um, I do fantasy sports enough, mm-hmm. and the kids at this point cannot say, oh, I can't get the statistics for doing the games because yeah. there's no kid that doesn't have access to everything, uh-huh. um, you know, and it varies the access to it. Yeah. Um, and obviously in 2009, that was there, they could still do that too, but it's just definitely made things that's changed things. And even what we have access to at school, you know, that they've, because they know our that technology is such a thing or in internet then um, social media all of those things is some of the things that um we do in class and stuff we have to consider those things and how can we tie into the kids interests and yeah um, and use that to our advantage very cool very cool um so with you know you said like the um so social media is taking over and and the um you know, just technology in in general. Um, are you 
are you guys, or I guess, are is MIS trying to uh, incorporate that into the classrooms much? I know, I think it, I was in sixth, fifth or sixth grade. Well, I guess, I don't remember, but I, I remember in sometime in elementary or middle school, they started using the like the smart boards and those were like revolutionary. It was like, what? You know, we have a little, it's not just like a projector and the whiteboard. Like, is, have there been any more like technological um, it, uh, advancements in the classroom that are making it easier or harder possibly? Um, I think that a lot of stuff is still the same. Obviously, we've gotten improved boards and things like that to use. We have cards, we have iPad cards. So the kids, we can use those when we want to. But I also think our school has made it and and it's a sometimes, you know, it's a intentional effort to not overuse mm -hmm. because it's so much used once they leave the building. So there is sometimes that it's like use them for positive. Obviously, we use the true touch, the screens, the smart boards, um, not smart boards, but, you know, the, the yeah. technology. Um, and we use that a lot. We use those things. Um, we for COVID, I mean, we had to get very well acquainted with using teams. And so the kids all know how to turn in assignments on teams and do all of that stuff. But we try not to overuse it um, because we don't want that to be something that, I mean, some, some schools really push for it. One-to-one -one devices did all of that. And some of them we're hearing are pulling back now. Realize that that's not always the best route. Gotcha. Um, our sixth grade class does have one-to-one -one devices. Okay. Um, they have a laptop cart per classroom that they um for pretty regularly but um we haven't moved that to that in seventh and eighth grade but um yeah so i think that there's there's some intention behind not overusing but mm. we do try and pull it in i know we have business program now and our business teacher is constantly you know using things for because they're looking at the stock market and all that stuff so we are we do try and pull it in when we can but it's just yesterday we did not have internet at school and it was a very interesting oh. day because you take internet away from for me, it didn't affect my teaching. Couldn't do any grading, like posting grades or anything oh. like that. But, you know, I couldn't, it didn't affect my teaching. But some teachers, it was like, oh, I was going to pull in this video and I was going to do this. And yeah. it's interesting how much things have to change once you take, you turn the mm -hmm. internet on. So. Yeah. Very cool. Wow. Um, yeah, that's got to be tough. Without, I, I, I can't imagine, uh, at least now, you know, having to teach without it. Um, so, Okay. I've been saving this question for a while or, you know, for 17 minutes or however long it's been. Who has been your favorite Colossa to teach and why is it Henry? Man, that's an unfair question because <laughs> I'm pretty sure I remember getting a card for you from you in junior high saying I was your second favorite teacher. So okay, that, I, I think we're that here and you're trying to move it over here. Let's stay right here. <laughs> I also only got a song written Colossa for me. So that's a tough question. You know. But I really love without Without me, he wouldn't have been able to record that because he was using my computer and my microphone. He did. He did give you credit for that. That is okay. true. Perfect. He did give you credit. But, you know, all three Colossas are pretty amazing kids. So <laughs> I feel like thanking them, despite the fact that you were willing to do that with your teachers, I just don't feel right doing it. <laughs> <laughs> you are okay. you are all great and i know you're you're joking obviously but <laughs> i really love all the classes you know there's some families that you're just really sad when they leave yeah y'all's definitely one of them yeah. it's fun to still because your dad's still up there some right coaching mm -hmm. so yeah on occasion i get to see him and that's fun but i 
you are definitely a, a solid family. We are <laughs> happy that you came to Dracula for sure. Okay, so on the flip side now, who is your least favorite of myself, Henry, and Sarah? That is an unfair question. <laughs> I just I'm trying to extract all the information I can here. Yeah, you've all got positives. That that's I can't put it on camera. I can't can't have any bosses coming after me. All right. Well, <laughs> I guess we can talk after that and figure that out. Um well awesome. I mean, is there anything else that you you know really wanted to to hit on or anything else that you wanted to uh to to broadcast here? Not that I can think of, but but people like you are why it is so rewarding to teach because you'll come back and say, oh, you inspired me and things like that. And you don't hear that very often, unfortunately, yeah. as, as teachers, we, especially middle school teachers, I think, you know, first, second grade teachers are always telling them how much they love them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you don't get that in middle school yeah. and not, not very often. So it's, it's really nice to hear. And, and I love, I love seeing kids when graduated and gone on to do bigger and better things, come back and and see us and so that's that's something i would love to for people to hear not for me personally but that you know when you get past you know your schooling years and such it does mean a lot to teachers that you reach out to them and let them know how you're yeah. doing and that you remember them and that kind of thing um because you know we we have you for a year or two and you make a difference on our lives and we hope that we've done something to get you you know where you want to be and such um, so it's really nice when you hear from from kids that have graduated and moved on to different things. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love my time at MIS. Um, I try to, whenever I see any of the teachers outside or, or you know, when I was, uh, well, I would pick up Henry or Sarah from school and, and try to have a little conversation with them. Um, but yeah, I, I love my time there. Um, and that is absolutely um, because of, of you guys, the teachers and uh, all the faculty there. Um, it was just, like you said, it was, it was a nice like family environment. Um, mm -hmm. Always, you know, seeing the same faces every day um, was incredible, and um, absolutely, you know, you made an impact on me. Um, that that's why you know I asked you to be here today, um, and I just yeah, like I said, I, I love seeing you guys outside of of class, and I know that like you said, middle school is definitely a um, often uh, forgotten time, or you know, it's wanted to be a forgotten time for, yeah. for a lot of kids yes but um definitely not not on my end so that's good um, and it's good yeah. to hear yeah really appreciated you um coming on today and you know everything that you've done over the last geez seven years of my life I guess it's been now eight years if you include uh seventh yeah. grade but mm -hmm. yeah thank you so much um I will probably see you again soon hopefully on the Mary Immaculate basketball court for but, sure yeah uh, yeah have a good one thank you so much Will yeah